And good morning, one and all. Welcome to the Wealth Guardians radio program. I hope your weekend is off to a great start. Ours is, and uh, I think we've got a good show for you today. Bryce is here with me, as always, running the board. and We've and always got a great show, Doug. We you know, always have a great show. Informative, helpful, and uh, you know what? It, it occurs to me once in a while that a lot of our clients are out there deliberately listening. to the, They turn us on just so they can hear us. So to all our clients out there, hey. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate thanks. it. We do. Absolutely. We're not alone. Yeah. Doug, uh, let's give our, before we get into our great show, Let's go ahead and uh, say a uh, hearty thank you and appreciation to all of our men and women in uniform out there, men and women in blue, anybody who puts on any kind of uh, healthcare uniform these days. We know you guys have it tough at certain times. It's tough being away from your family at certain points of the year, and uh, you are always in our thoughts, and we thank you for your service and for your hardships that you endure for the betterment of our country. So thank you to each and every one of you and your families out there. Doug, thank you to you for your service as well. Well, amen to that. Thanks, folks. Thanks for everything you do. We do appreciate you. So, Doug, uh, as you said, we've got a great show here today. We are going to be talking about uh, diversification, at least for the first uh, segment of the show. And that is a word that some people know what it means out there in the investment world, and uh, other people don't have a great idea as to what it means. So we're going to talk a little bit about diversification in one's portfolio. Now, there are a lot of famous investors out there, Doug, and uh, you can come across some quotes from a lot of them. But one of the uh, most well-known investors that uh, we have out there, particularly in today's age, is the good old Warren Buffett, or as Jimmy Buffett calls him, Uncle Warren. (laughs) And if you hear this quote, it's certainly going to raise your eyebrows. It goes, diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you are doing. So that's interesting. Let's say that again. Diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you really know what you're doing. And that's from Warren Buffett. Yet, Doug, you and I have been in this field. You've been in the field for 30-some years. I've been in it for uh, 11 years now. We've always heard about diversification uh, and it's being one of the keys to success for retirement planning. How does diversification, yet Warren Buffett's quote there about not needing to be diversified. How do those two jive? Well, I'll tell you, I'm just thinking about Warren Buffett. I wouldn't mind him being my uncle no, either. No, I think that's exactly why Jimmy calls him <laughs> Uncle Uncle Buffett, because he's, he's trying to get in with his good graces, not that Jimmy's hurting for money himself. Well, you know, diversification. I mean, you and I learned on that. Uh, modern grew port- up on it. Modern portfolio theory, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, another great investor, one of my favorite all-time uh, investors, Peter Lynch uh, mm. used to run the Magellan Fund for Fidelity and wrote a great book called What's, uh, What Works on Wall Street. And he, said, he calls diversification diversification. Mm-hmm. Here's his theory. He said, if you look at what I have to do with the Magellan Fund, I've got to own hundreds of stocks for diversification. When, in fact, I really only want to own the top 10 right. of those stocks. Right. Because the top 10 stocks in most equity-based mutual funds get you more than 50% of the return. Yeah, that's the lifeblood. So the rest of it is diversifying the return. Yeah, it's draining the rest of the returns. But what is diversification? Diversification is basically spreading your risk. You know, you don't want all of your funds or all of your money to be in small cap growth. You don't want it all to be in large cap value. You want to spread the board with it. With the idea that when the big bear comes, that your portfolio, if properly diversified, 
is it going to go down as much as the overall market? Now, complicating that in today's environment is the fact that we have interest rates so pitifully low. Wonderful if you're refinancing your house or buying a new car, but if you're an investor or you're a retiree wanting to buy CDs, it's pitiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the old day, you know, you had a mix of, and we've talked about this many times before on this show, you have a mix of stocks and bonds in a typical portfolio. Right. The diversification strategy for most retirees is about 50% one, 50% the other, or 60-40. Some blend like that, yes. But, you know, the idea back in the day, if I want to call it that, (laughs) was, yeah, the longer I'm in this business, um, the idea was that if you had a nice structured bond portfolio, uh, maybe a laddered portfolio, you could average four, five, six percent in high quality AAA corporates and government bonds. Well, you nothing, can't come close to nothing that. Nothing like that exists today. Not anything like that. So you're not getting any benefit, any cushioning benefit from income and bond downside protection. It just does not happen now. Right. So this idea of diversification has, I think, uh, run a lot of different courses. What I used to try to do, what I used to try to, to, to teach my clients how to do is to trade their equity portfolios using technical analysis. And those of you that have listened to this show for a long time, you know we used to teach those classes. Remember Dr. Schapp and the 50-50 strategy? We used to fill up uh, classrooms uh, during that era. And it was just basically a simple method to be able to limit your downside. Well, we finally were able to bring into our practice equity portfolios that have a structured downside volatility control mechanism. And when you have something like that, then that doesn't really bring diversification that much into focus. You don't have to be, in other words, you don't have to be as diversified if you can control the downside to to some degree. Bryce, I'm going to bring you in on the conversation here in a minute because I think we have two wonderful equity-based portfolios that we use side-by-side with our indexed annuities, which replace the bonds. And the strategy has worked like a champ over the years. And um, I know we're getting close here to the end of the segment, but what I want to do is bring you into the conversation, let you introduce our two different equity portfolios. That'll probably bring us up to the trivia question time. And then on the second side of the show, we'll go in-depth into Beta Shield and Novelier Defensive Alpha. Okay, very good, Doug. Well, uh, as you said, your typical portfolio consists of stocks and bonds, and you you just made the case for why bonds are not the soundest investment for quelling volatility. Now there's better options out there, but you can't get away from equities in a portfolio. And so you have a couple of different options, ways to invest in equities. You could invest in the stocks yourself or have your broker invest in stocks directly. You could invest in mutual funds. We don't use mutual funds here as well because of the costs on them. You could invest in ETFs. ETFs are a fine way to be diversified. Uh, You're just mirroring some indexes there. Or you could invest in stocks yourselves, which is what we do. Uh, So we do both of those, but we do them both through what are called managed programs. So there's two main styles to invest out there um, when it comes to diversified portfolios. There is 
strategic management, which is called uh, a lot of the listeners out there might know that as what's called buy and hold strategy. Buy and hold. Mm -hmm. And that's great or it's adequate if you are in your 20s, 30s, or 40s to ride out the uh, the downside markets without moving any of your portfolio and you're just in a good position to come back up. That come back up period takes a certain amount of time. And as you get older to older and closer to retirement, we are retirement specialists, you want to limit how much time it takes for your portfolio to come back up, which generally means you have to limit how far down it goes. So in order to do that, you can still be diversified yet have a tactically managed program, which means instead of buy and hold, you are responding to what the market is doing. You are curbing your losses or channeling your loss potential. You're changing your portfolio around when the market is doing certain things. And you can do that yourself as an investor. Many investors do. But you can do it through a managed program and have professionals do it. So we have a couple of different managed programs. One of them is uh, – and, and we're not making any recommendations here because we don't know anybody out there listening to this. So please don't take this as a recommendation. We're just talking to you about a couple of the many programs that we use. But one of them is called Beta Shield. And that is a diversified portfolio that does move up and down or in and out of cash when the market is doing crazy things. And it's a way of quelling your risk, limiting your downside risk, as opposed to just having a buy and hold strategy. And then a second program that we use is um, one by uh, Navalier. And Doug, you're, you're familiar with Navalier, a, a famous uh, investor in our era right now. And he's got a managed program out there that invest directly in stocks. So when we combine the two, both of them are defensive strategies. So both of them have uh, the ability to move into cash when the market is doing certain things. But when you have side-by-side a diversified portfolio and then you have right beside it a stock-specific portfolio that zooms in on a narrow focus, not a diversified portfolio, but a narrow focus of stocks, then when we put those two together, uh, historically speaking, they've worked really well in quelling your downside risk and uh, keeping somebody who's uh, in line for retirement, uh, not experiencing the severe lows that the market might uh, go take you through in retirement, like what we had in February and March of this year. Well, you know, when we get back from break, we're going to go into detail about those two portfolios. Uh, but right now, I think it's time to stump Doug. Well, yeah, we're going <laughs> to see how many people out there we can stump. So, you know, I've been leaning these trivia questions toward U.S. history here. And so here's our question for you, folks. And let's see if Doug can get this. On December 5th, 1933, just in time to break out the eggnog, this finally ended in the United States after 13 years of existence. It started in 1920 and ended in 1933, December 5th, 1933. What is the this that finally ended in America in 1933? I have an uh, idea. Okay. Well, folks, uh, I know that's vague, and I apologize, but you'll understand when I, we come back after the break. Stick around, and you'll get the answer to that trivia question and some good more conversations on investments. Stick around, folks. Hey, welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show, folks. Thank you for sticking around through the break. We're glad to have you back here. It's Bryce in Chair 1 and Doug in Chair 2, and we are going to talk some more with you this morning about financing your retirement and the different ways that you can do that. Now, if you're out there, and I know that you are because you're listening to me right now, and you're five, maybe seven years from retirement, and you want to confirm that you're making the best decision for yourself and your family for your retirement, well, I've got good news for you. 
Doug and I offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so you can learn how we help you retire the job, yet keep the paycheck. All you have to do to sit down with us is give us a call, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We sit down with folks just like you all the time, and we'd be happy to sit down with you as well and see what uh, help or services we can provide for you. Now, before the break, as we always do, we left you with a trivia question. And uh, we're starting to call it Stump Doug here. See if we can stump Doug. And here's the question. On December 5th, 1933, just in time to break out the eggnog at the holiday season, this finally ended in the U.S. after 13 years of existence, starting in 1920. So it existed from 1920 to 1933, and it finally ended in 1933. What is the this, Doug, that finally ended in time for the holiday season? Well, I'm still kind of stuck on you're in chair one and I'm in chair two. I thought I was in chair one. Well, I don't know. Was, uh, I can certainly say that next time. <laughs> uh, I, this is Bryce, folks, in chair two. Doug's in chair B. How's that? Uh, whatever. <laughs> Look, the trivia question. I, I was going to say prohibition, but okay. what stumped me is you said it started in 20, but the 20s were a great time. Lots of partying. The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stumped. Okay. Well, go with your first instinct. Prohibition? It's prohibition. Pro- really? Yeah. All of that uh, all that tomfoolery and whatnot you see in the movies from the 1920s. It was in speakeasies. That was in speakeasies. Oh, okay. That was uh, illegal happenings goings on back then. Yes, folks. So from 1920 to 1933 in the United States, it was officially illegal to sell or transport alcohol. I don't know if you knew this, but you were still allowed to make it on your own property. That's where we came up with the term bathtub gin. Yeah, and actually some distilleries were allowed to make some for medicinal purposes. Medicinal, sure. Mm -hmm. You always got to have medicinal. Yeah. So that's what it was. Uh, The 18th Amendment was nullified after the ratification of the 21st Amendment. I'd love to know what the 19th and 20th Amendments were in between that before they finally (laughs) figured out. What did they have time to do? Before they figured out, hey, maybe having alcohol isn't such a bad idea after all. So it was the end of Prohibition. So if you're out there and you got that one right, folks, tip one back on uh, Doug and and, and myself. for Good job for figuring that out. All right. So before we uh, broke for break, we were talking about our equity portfolios, Beta Shield and uh, Navalier Navalier Defensive Alpha. Some of the many that we We, use. We kind of teased you on that. So I'm going to have Bryce get into detail on each one of these portfolios. And if you do elect to come in and get a second opinion from us, then uh, we'll definitely go into detail about these portfolios, how they work, and how they would work in your situation. Uh, They have been uh, fabulous performers. And you know, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know I am totally dead set against buy and hold. Uh, It has killed more retirement plans over the years than just about anything else uh, other than uh, just wild spending. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we use two equity portfolios together, hand in hand, that have downside volatility control, uh, Beta Shield and Novelier's Defensive Alpha. So, Bryce, go ahead and get us, walk us through the details of these two portfolios. All right. So, let's start off with Beta Shield. And again, I want to emphasize here that we are not making any recommendations to anybody out there. In order for us to make a recommendation for you, 
we are fiduciaries. We have to sit down with you and go over your whole financial plan and make sure that what we would be putting forth for you as far as a recommendation for your portfolio is specific for you. So I'm not making a recommendation here. I'm just kind of letting you know in some broad general terms what these programs are like that we tend to use for a lot of our clients. So the BetaShield program is a diversified portfolio made up of ETFs. So you, you've got your uh, large cap growth, your large cap uh, value across the globe, across the U.S. You've got some small and mid cap in there. You've got some real estate in there. You've got some diversified emerging markets in there. All of that creates a diversified equity portfolio. And that would be very, something, in a sense, similar to what if you went to one of your larger um, custodian firms or investment firms and said, create me a diversified equity portfolio. It would look something along those lines. What is different about BetaShield is that there is an algorithm that is in place in it. It's not some member sitting around a table deciding when uh, to make changes to the portfolio, but there's an algorithm that is used. And when the market starts going down to certain degrees, it is going to trigger stop-loss sales in this portfolio and move in segments into cash what you had previously in the market. And we saw this work really well uh, at the beginning of this year when over the course of a month, the market had dropped, or about six weeks, the market had dropped 37%. BetaShield only dropped a fraction of that because as the market was going down, more and more of it moved into cash. And then when the market turned around and started coming back up, this BetaShield program recognized that the market was in a recovery period and started coming back uh, in out of cash and back into the market in that pre-designed diversified portfolio. Yeah, that was March of 2020 at the beginning of the COVID crisis. Correct, it, correct, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it. we have a number of clients who are in this program, and we really only had a very, very few, I'm talking less than a handful of clients who called up at any point with any kind of concerns about what their portfolio was doing. And the ones who were calling up weren't upset. They were just saying, hey, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what I'm seeing here happening. Is this the way it was designed to work? And our response was, yes, this is what you see it doing right now live as the market is dropping is exactly what it's designed to do to protect you from experiencing the same 37% type drop that the market is currently going through. And it worked very well, Doug. You and I analyzed it uh, live and after the fact, and we were quite pleased with the way it worked, particularly in the moving into cash portion of it. And now it's uh, back uh, fully in the market, at least as the time that we're recording this. And um, we fully expect that if the market were to take another downturn, that it would do the same thing again and move out of out of the uh, diversified portfolio and into cash in those segments. Now, Navalier works in a little bit of a different way. This is not a diversified portfolio. This sits side by side with BetaShield, the way we design it, but it's a completely separate managed program. But again, it's managed and it's in equities only, but it zooms in only on a handful of stock. So it does not attempt to have you diversified across the entire spectrum of the investment world. It's looking for certain high potential performing stocks and it re um, evaluates the stock market every day and it's got room for a handful of stocks. And when the market starts going down, like when BetaShield moves into cash, there will be fewer and fewer stocks that meet its criteria to qualify for its program. So what it does is instead of finding subpar stocks to fill its quota, then it's only going to invest in those few stocks that do meet its criteria, but it's only going to invest in those at the same degree that it would have anyway. So there'll be chance, there'll be parts in time where it's significantly in cash, and those timelines tend to uh, coincide significantly with BetaShield when it's in cash. 
You know, this uh, portfolio reminds me of what I think uh, Peter Lynch was talking about. You, you know, folks, if you were with us in the first part of the show, uh, we were talking about diversification and what Warren Buffett says about it and what Peter Lynch says about it. Peter Lynch ran the Magellan Fund, and he didn't like diversification. He called it diversification. So this particular portfolio truly is the opposite of diversification. But it's something that I think Lynch would have really liked to have had because he didn't want to diversify his return with hundreds and hundreds of different stocks. He only wanted a handful of stocks. Right. And that's what you have here. That's what you have here. It goes hand in hand with the diversified portfolio. I think what Peter and Warren Buffett were talking about perhaps is in their own mind with their portfolio. You don't have to be as cautious if you know what you're doing. But when you are managing other people's portfolios, heaven forbid, if you make some wrong calculations out there, it's not just your portfolio that you're playing with. It's a, it's your client's portfolios. So we still stand by there's a need to have a certain amount of diversification. And that's true with any fiduciary. And we're fiduciaries. You, you have to have your clients diversified. But we counter that or we supplement or complement that with this Navalier, which isn't diversified. So you really are zooming in on the the few potential real growth prospective stocks out there mm. at a specific time. So you've got, kind of got the best of both worlds out there that we have for our clients. And then, of course, we use some substitutes for bonds. We won't go into that in today's segment, but we don't use bonds. So we're just talking about equities here. But you do want to quell the downside risk even more. And you, there are some other ways that we do that as well. And it's so important for a retiree now to have equity exposure because as we said earlier they're not getting a return right off of bonds and cds there's no yield there there isn't they got to have some way in their portfolio to offset inflation at the same time they can't be fully exposed to risk either because they can't afford another 2008 well as you are prone to say if you're going into retirement and you're going to be retired for the next 20 25 years or so that could very well be three, four, five bear markets that you're going to go through in retirement. And if you're taking a 30 or 40 or like 2008, even a 50% hit, that's not sustainable in retirement, particularly because that's your, your, that's your source of your quote unquote paycheck at that period in time. You're taking withdrawals from your nest egg. And if you've suffered a 30 or a 40 or even a 50% loss in your portfolio and you're still trying to take out distributions from that to uh, supplement your social security and or your pension, there's going to be some problems there. So you can't, you have to uh, quell your risk on your portfolio. You know, Bryce, in the 13, 14 years I've been doing this show, that is the main theme I have been trying to ram home uh, to folks is when you are retired, the math is different. When you're working and you're adding money to your 401ks and 403bs, and you go through bad markets, that's totally different. You're not leaning on those accounts to live off of anymore. Your paycheck is still coming in. It's still coming in. But when you're retired, that is your paycheck. And you are leaning on those accounts. Yeah. So if it drops 50% in value, well, wouldn't that stand a reason that your paycheck that's coming into your checking account every two weeks, every month, also should be dropping 50% in value? And if you don't, Again, there comes that word, not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy we've got these two portfolios to go along with everything else we offer. Uh, it just uh, helps me sleep at night, and I know it helps our clients sleep at night. Yeah. We have to be careful using specifics here uh, in numbers on performance in, in a show like this. But I, I think I'm safe to say that in the spring of 2020, when the markets dropped 37%, 
our clients, the way we generally structure their portfolios, only went down a fraction of that. I mean, a lot, lot, lot less than 37%. And um, they have all been quite pleased with the turnout of that because up until that point, it had been 11 years since we had any kind of significant Mm -hmm. downturn in the market. So we were talking to a lot of our clients about what would have happened 10 years ago. Well, now we were seeing it in real time. And um, our response from our clients when we talked to them has been pretty positive on that. It has been. And, and you, we can get into detail with returns if you come in uh, right. for that second opinion with us. I wish we could talk about it over the radio, but we're restricted. We are. There's that. a lot of regulations in our field. But folks, um, Doug, thank you for being here again this Saturday, this Sunday. Folks, everybody else out there, I hope you have a great weekend. And, uh, you know, if you tune in here next week at the same time in the same place, I think chances are you'll hear us here again. Everybody have a safe one. Take chance of that. Take care. Bye.